This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Isn't the point of traveling to get away from it all? To feel the best you've ever felt? Then maybe you should check out Aruba. You'll spend your time relaxing on cool, white, sandy beaches and floating in healing blue water. You'll meet locals brimming with gratitude for an island that redefines what a paradise can be. When your trip comes to an end, you won't need another vacation. Because you just had the vacation. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your trip at aruba.com. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the Gallagher Shots podcast channel. And we are back with another episode of Canny Chatter. Um, I've lost count of what number this is. I think it's 13, but um, unlucky for some. Ian's holding up four fingers. I don't know what that means. <laughs> what, one and three. But I, All right, but then, okay. To me, that's backwards. So 31. Episode, <laughs> 31. episode 31. Episode 31. It's episode 13. Unlucky for some, but hopefully this will be a nice lucky omen for the upcoming fixtures for Newcastle. I'm Scott, I'm your host as always for this one and this week I'm joined by Ian, Harry and Daryl. Ian mate, how have you been? Uh, yeah, good. Um, that's that's as far as it good. A bit bored because there's no been no football on other than the international which has been horrendous. Um, oh and did the great way, I didn't do the great north run, did the junior great north run. In fact I didn't even do that, I did the I, mini one. you for that? Right. Wait, I but <laughs> based on my time last year, they wouldn't let us compete in the real one because the the road sweeper was the only person I finished behind us. He was like, "How am I? Like, <laughs> I've got another shift in the morning." Um, but no, um, other than that, really good, really really good. Glad to be back good. on Gany Chatter. Harry, mate, you're in a different room again this week. Different types of flowers. Not that people can see, because obviously there's audio only. But um, I understand you've got a bit of good news. Just, just as we were going on air. Yes, uh, literally about an hour ago, confirmed uh, I'm going to Milan away. So Yay. that's a, a nice surprise. Um, expensive surprise, not really a surprise. But um, yeah, all happy it's sorted. And now just want to be there and then see what happens. Just just to clarify, obviously, you you, all, you got your ticket through your season ticket and won the uh, ballot. Yeah. It, it, it's, no, when it went down to one loyalty point. One um, point, yeah. So I actually didn't buy the ticket. Um, my friend panicked because he thought I might as well buy everyone that's in my friends and family as a ticket um, because they'll sell out. So he did it and then messaged me saying, 
got it sorted for you. Um, and I knew I couldn't go at the time. I was like, absolutely not happening. Apologies. Um, but I suppose when we're later on in the podcast, I'll, I'll tell you a little bit about my experience getting travel sorted as well. Yes. Yes, we will be discussing the the European costs uh, that are coming up there later on. Daryl, mate, before we get into that, how have you been, my friend? Not too bad, not too bad. Big bite ride today. Um, another just shy of 60 miles again today, just keeping the fitness up and running. Um, and I'll I tell you what, I've, oh, I know, oh, well, I know um, you didn't ask what we've been watching or playing or whatever as we normally do, but I'm going to tell you not what yet. I've been watching. I've been watching. Not yet. Oh, is it coming? Oh, I'll wait. I'll wait. I'll wait. Just not, he's I'll always, wait. He always has to be taking over, isn't he? Taking <laughs> over. Just chill <laughs> out. Oh, crack on. Crack on. I'll shut up. Maybe well, on. you may as well get started, mate. I know I've just told you not to, but go on. <laughs> what have you been watching, listening to, reading, ingesting so, um, yes, this week? So watching this week, I've been watching. Um, it's funny enough, I've been watching uh, the new series of Futurama on uh, Disney Plus, which is not something I would normally dive into, but it feels like it's been that long since I've watched it, and I've been watching that. And I tell you what else I watched as well, sticking with the Matt Groening theme. Um, the final season of Disenchantment on Netflix, which is a bit of a twist on something you would expect from Matt Groening, but it's still quite good. Um, it's a little bit more fantasy type stuff. Um, and what else have I been watching? Oh yeah, the the new series on on History Channel of the uh, the Curse of Skinwalker Ranch has just dropped last week, so I've been keeping tabs on the new episodes of that that come out every week as well. And um, that's about um, strange phenomena on a little ranch in a little corner of Utah, like alien. Like it's not not necessarily alien, but it's it's what they call um, unidentified aerial phenomena, which is just another word for UFO um, and, and stuff like that. And there's loads of different weird things going on at this ranch. Um, so that's been quite interesting to to get back into as well. I think this is the fourth season that this has been on now, so it's been going on for a while. Um, listening, mm. not a lot. I've been listening to most just podcasts normally as as usual. Um, without giving other podcasts that much of a plug because they're not obviously as well as our own. Let's put it that way. And uh, there are other podcasts that I've been listening to, and another one that I will give a plug to because it's it's quite relevant to. What we're about to embark on with Harry's trip to Milan next week is um, Reza, friend of the show, friend of the channel, uh, who works for BBC Newcastle, has just dropped the dropping it. It's it's actually on live now as we record, so I'll be catching it up with it after we after we've done this. Is a documentary on our last season in the Champions League from twenty years ago. Um, he's got loads of exclusive clips of radio commentary from the time and some new interviews with guys who were involved. So you've got Oli Bernard, Andy Griffin. Lamana, Luala, Luala, surprisingly, and John Carver. So that'll be an interesting one for everybody, I would say, to get in their ears and listen to that as we embark on this new European road trip. Absolutely. Yes. And and, and before you go listen to that, you obviously finish listening to this. Yes. And you can absolutely. also listen to the U, the, the U, U- what is it called? <laughs> the Champions League Fantasy podcast that Daniel has done because they've gone through every single group. And totally a good rundown of players and a good list we've got. Uh, hang on, this, they didn't start at A for I think because of the way that the um, the teams are playing on Tuesday, so they wanted to get them out right. the way. So it's like E F G H, and then A B C D is coming later. So as time of recording, E F G and H will be live tomorrow. A and B will be going live, and then I think they still need to record C and D. Um, but that's going all going to come out before the deadline. So if you're playing fantasy football for the Champions League this year, um, 
which I have, and I, I picked a team and, and 90% of the players don't even start for the play, for them. So <laughs> I had to do it again. I didn't realise Vincinius Jr. was injured. So he was out my team um, and a few other things. But yeah, um, give them a listen as well. And then go and listen to the the uh, one that uh, Daryl's on about with Radio Live for the, the Champions League special, I think they're calling it, aren't they? Mm-hmm. Uh, all that one. Um, Ian, mate, what have you been consuming since we last spoke? Um... Not a great deal, to be honest. Like, I've been watching Grey's Anatomy of a Nighttime with Sophie, and I've actually got really into it. Um, it but it's on, she has like 21 series, and there's like 30 episodes a series, so it's just on in the background. But for what I've watched, it's been all right. But, so, uh, I don't want this to go down a political or a morbid route, but obviously it was 9-11, the anniversary 9-11 on Monday, I think it was. And there was a couple of documentaries floating about. And because I love a conspiracy theory, and when nine eleven happened, I was nine, so didn't I wouldn't appreciate. It's not the right word because you don't appreciate it. Or understand? I didn't have an understanding or a grasp of it. So I've been watching like not even conspiracy theories, but just I've always thought there's something not quite right on it. And there was this guy on Twitter had like a thread, and it went on and on and on. And there was some like some videos that were like eight minutes, but then there was this documentary that he made himself, and it's on for about an hour and a half. But it just goes through literally how it's pretty much been like an inside job. And it's like it's not even just like one of these crazy cookie people with like foil around the head. Like he's actually sat and done his research. I'm a hundred percent sure. Like I mean he like the way he portrays himself, it, it he tries to make it a bit of a drama. But like the people that he's asking about, like it's like former government officials, like actual scientists, like engineers and stuff like this. And, like, loads of the evidence that they found. Like, for instance, they were on about how the Twin Towers were built. They were actually built to to withstand, like, impact. Because they, they said the way the way it is is, like, uh, like, you know, like a fly net or a mosquito net that you would put over, like, your, your kitchen window or whatever. And they said, effectively, it's built, like, metal grates, like, that all intertwine. Obviously, people can't see what I'm doing with my hands. You can and he said it's effectively like it was designed so like if you were to push a pen through it, like the whole thing it would still function, but it would just have a massive hole in it, and that's what it was designed for. But there's loads of like eyewitness accounts that heard like explosions from like below them before the plane even hit. There was like this this is a really crazy thing as well. There was military grade um nano thermite, which if there's any scientists know like thermite isn't something that can just be created from a chemical reaction from like jet fuel and steel and like it's like what they use for like underwater welding and stuff and there was like loads of that found and it's just so it all points to like something else has happened and they said the structure like in human history of high-rise buildings there's only ever been three complete collapses of high-rise buildings from a fire which is obviously the the route that they've said that that's what caused them to collapse. And all three of them were the three buildings that collapsed on 9-11. So if anyone's interested, just message us on Twitter because I've got the thread saved because it's so, so interesting. Even if you if if you don't believe it, just like actually listening to what goes on. Might change your mind, might confirm what you already think, or you might just think, well, that's an absolute load of shit. But it's really, really interesting. Anyways, I spent all yesterday going down a rabbit hole. Um, <laughs> and I'm finally out of it now. But yeah, other than that, and then, oh, 
a bit of a lighter note. Welcome to Wrexham. Second series has just been put on Disney, so I've got that to watch as well. But, I, was, yeah. I was wondering why you were wearing one of those uh, anonymous masks for this mm. podcast. You know, this <laughs> went off the grid. Um, he's not, by the way, but uh, yeah. Harry, mate, um, obviously, if you can take your mind off your travels coming up in the coming week, um, <laughs> have you been consuming or watching anything? Um, well, after we've had Dr. Ian Dayton of Sciences and TV critic Dowell, I don't think there's much else to cover. I think they've watched everything there is to watch. Um, no, um, still on just dead basic stuff. I'm not in the mood to get into anything at the minute. Um, just like dead, like lighthearted stuff, just like Taskmaster or episodes of The Simpsons, just things that you can have on in the background while you prep on with some jobs. Um, to be fair, out of anything, I've been consuming a lot of training videos, uh, just starting a new job. So, just constantly watching old men talk about how to revive someone and what to do if someone's having a heart attack. So it's been a, quite an enjoyable experience. Um, but yeah, um, also getting ready for the new FIFA and the new Spider-Man yes. uh, because I yes. am a massive, horrible, sweaty virgin. Um, and once that comes out, I've already told me boss when it comes out, like just stop describing as Harry. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but when it comes out, I'll be on Spider-Man. I'll get that complete in a day. Like I did it with the last one, just went through it and just didn't get any sleep. Um, but FIFA is just going to be amazing. I wasn't as excited this time around because I deleted it a lot earlier. I mean, because now I've got to get everything digitally on me on my PlayStation, um, and it takes up so much storage. You just got to yeah. delete things if you want to get new things. Because I wanted to get Gran Turismo, so got that. So I deleted FIFA. Um, and then I was thinking, I'm actually doing all right without FIFA. My weekends aren't filled with stress. Um, I don't want to punch my desk in. I don't want to punch myself in. Um, but then uh, the trailer came out and I saw Tenali was 86 rated. And I was like, way I see is there. Um, but yeah, it was, it was nice to see um, two Newcastle players in the top 24. Mm, it was trippier yes. and Tenali, wasn't it? Yeah, um, absolutely. So yeah, to, nice to see. And, them. and I'm not looking forward to packing uh, Alan St. Maximin like because I think that'll still break me hard. Uh, it's the Saudi League, isn't it? Do they have the Saudi yeah, League? I think the Saudi League's yeah, in it, yeah. The new one, yeah. Oh, okay. Well, maybe I have because um, I think Ronaldo's had a downgrade, hasn't he? He's like from 80, like 92 oh, to 87. Yeah. Yeah, he stinks. Um, well, I've been, I haven't been watching that much. I've been watching Gone Fishing with. Um, Mortimer White House. That's oh, just like Sunday that. night. I've got that. I've got that, that you know what that you know what that show reminds us of. Like you know, remember when you were at school and you had your bath on a Sunday? Mm-hmm. You'd have your Sunday night bath, and then you would just watch. I think it was probably something stupid like Heartbeat. Heartbeat. Yeah, something Heartbeat. Like that. Um, it just like it's just Sunday evening television, and Mortimer White House gone fishing. That's what it is, and it? it's class. Um, it we mean. got BBC One and Two over here, so it's great. It's on a bit later for me, so it's on at like nine o'clock, but um. Yeah, I've been watching that, but I've been, most of it, I've been playing Starfield, which is the new Bethesda, like, mass RPG game set in space. Um, Really enjoying that. I'm only about 10 hours in on that, uh, mainly because um, I've got it on PC, and because it's on PC, you also get it on Xbox because of the um, Mm. game center, whatever it's called. Every time I load that game on the Xbox, it crashes. Every single really? time, um, and that's on a like honest, a what, the only, uh, what's the black one that the one X or the series X or something? The series X, the yeah. one that looks like a tower, the fridge, aye, aye, the fridge that's the eye, yeah. Um, to be fair, the only thing I've seen on Twitter that's a positive is that potatoes land nicely, 
and the yeah. physics are good for potatoes and that's about it <laughs> no it's it's really good like it's it's if you've played fallout or what was it on oblivion i think it was called elder scrolls um like it's just, it's just another one of them but it's set in space like like you said harry it's killing time until spider-man and uh, fifa comes out and uh, and i'm also a big fan of the city skylines or you build oh, your yeah. own city like Sim City. There's a new one of them coming out in October. So um yeah, that's been uh, that that's been what I've really been consuming more than anything. Um is, is games for a change. Um mm. yeah, I even moved the Xbox into the living room. because uh, I normally have it at my desk here so I can play it. Uh, but uh yeah, moved the Xbox in the living room and it doesn't work. So I've been uh oh. what was I doubling last night? Dead cells. I don't know if you played Dead Cells. Like a it's called a oh something vania. It's basically like a side scrolling two D. You just run around killing people, but every time you die, you go back to the start. Right. And the levels are procedurally generated, so they're always different. So you're oh, doing the God. same thing every time, but the levels different every time. Um, I think it's on the. I think you can get it on your iPhone as well if you want. If you wanted to play it, but it. it I was surprised at how good it was. I was really enjoying it. Um, just had to kill some time, so thought I'd play that as well. But uh, we will move on to the topics for today. Um, first thing we're going to do is we're going to talk about the Champions League. Uh, we're going to give our thoughts on the draw, Group F, Group of Death, whatever you want to call it. Uh, we'll be giving our thoughts on the teams, what we thought of it. Obviously, we did do, we were all part of the live watch along, uh, which was a great success. Um, then we will be moving on to uh, the European prices and what it means for fans and not just for the tickets. Uh, we're talking about travel and accommodation and all that stuff. Um, just given our experiences, and obviously Harry can uh, give us a lot of experience as he is off to Madrid. If he didn't hear, if he didn't, Madrid, know, Madrid. Madrid. Milan. Milan. I said Madrid again. Oh, he's I? not going to Madrid. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what? I did that. I did that That's at the weekend. Song. I did it on Twitter, and it's the Anthony Gordon song. It's because it, it's just. I know they changed it for the last game. But yeah, we did, I'm I. still just singing, we're all going to Madrid, <laughs> so I keep saying Madrid instead of Milan. Harry's going to Milan, well, I hope you are going to Milan, Harry. I hope you didn't get the uh, the advice Great that I put on Twitter to go spend a night. So I found, <laughs> I found a deal, right, where it was fly from Newcastle to Ibiza, spend uh-huh. a night in Ibiza, and then fly from Ibiza to Madrid, and it was like 140 quid. And I was like, that's class, like, this is a good deal for everyone. And then Harry goes, Madrid. I was like, aye, aye, Madrid. He goes, why are you going to Madrid? Like, oh. <laughs> right, yeah. Click, your time, like, that one. click your time to click on. I, again, didn't even because I've been saying Madrid all week. Uh, and then, sorry, the final topic for today, scranny chatter, as always. Um, it's going to be Sunday dinners, Sunday roast, whatever you want to call them. Um, we're going to be talking about our our go-tos and our no-nos for Sunday dinners, mm-hmm. um, what we like, what we don't like, what is a saint and what is a sin for your Sunday din-din. Um, let's start with the first topic. Um, obviously, was it two weeks ago now that the draw was? I think it was, right? Two weeks ago. Yeah, two weeks, two um, Thursdays ago. It seems a lot, seems miles away, miles, uh, away, but yeah, only two weeks. Obviously, if you didn't know, what the hell are you doing? Like, we drew mm-hmm. uh, Group F. We are in what is being dubbed as the Group of Death. Paris Saint-Germain, it's Borussia Dortmund, and it's AC Madrid. No, it's not. It's AC Milan. Um, <laughs> Daryl, I'm going to come to you first, mate. When 
we got Drew, obviously we, you can go back and watch the live stream if you want to see our initial reactions, mm. but what was running through your mind when Joe Cole raised his eyebrow, opened that little <laughs> bit of paper and went, Newcastle United. <laughs> that, was good, that was a really good impression. <laughs> that was scary. Very good. Um, I was excited because it felt like we'd been drawn out quite early. Um, out of the the pot four teams, I think we we're the second pot four team to get second, drawn out. Yeah. To be fair, um, it was really exciting to be like that that soon drawn out from the from the pot. And I'll be honest, I was I had all my prayers on Group Eight. There, uh, hold on, G. It was it G the Barcelona Barcelona? H, Porto? I think H. Oh, Barcelona, yeah. I had all my I had all my hopes that we'd end up in group in Group H with Barca Porto and was it Dinamo? No, who was it? Shakhtar. Shakhtar. It? it was no, yeah. So it was Barca Porto Shakhtar, and the, the empty space could have been for us. Um, just for the sheer nostalgia. I mean, we're nearly, we we sort of nearly got the Bobby Robson group. It would have been complete with PSV in there as well, but they got drawn into, you know, the other group that they got drawn into, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, so it would have been nice to have... It was almost on for a Bobby Robson group, but we didn't quite get it. But I was still hoping for that. Just for the sheer fact that I know that if we'd have been drawn with Barcelona, I wouldn't have had any problem at all being getting myself a ticket to sit in the home end at the... Uh, the uh, the uh, Stadi Lewis companies up on the the Montjuic where they're playing this season because they're not in the camp now due to its renovations. Um, but no, we ended up in the group of death, as as we've said. And uh, to be honest, if we're going to do it, we might as well do it the hard way. And... This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. I understand from the club side about the commercial value of being in a group with the teams that we've been drawn with. Um, you know, what you can say we can consider as some of Europe's biggest teams. Um and that's absolutely fine with me. There's a big money tie with the uh, Qatari back PSG versus Saudi back Newcastle. Um, you know, Dortmund are very famous for their atmosphere and what they can do in this competition as former finalists. Um, and, you know, it's Milan are, you know, historically, you know, they've won this competition, what, twice, three times. Um, so it's going to be really interesting. And, I really want us to be able to qualify from the group. And I think when you look into how the other three teams are doing this season, their current runs of form aren't the best. A bit like us, really. We're all sort of in the same basket when it comes to league form this season. We're not all performing at what peak you would suggest, or it could be suggested at the moment. So it'd be really interesting to see how we all match up in, in the competition. I think we still have a realistic chance of maybe getting out of the group. And that's that's my aim. I don't necessarily want to win the group. I'm not that bothered. I just want to qualify from the group. That's my aim for this season. Yeah, I think um, I think we're all in that boat. Um, Ian, mate, when it comes to the teams we've got, are there any teams that you think, ooh, I fancy us against them? Um, it's a difficult one. So everyone's been banging on about, oh, like the, the teams aren't great, like uh, the, the current form's not great. Historically, like 
that they're still really, really good teams. Like, obviously, I know we're not playing PSG with Messi and Neymar, but they do still have Mbappe. Um, Borussia Dortmund all, usually always qualify from the groups that they're in. AC Milan were semi-finalists last season. So, yes, they might not be great, but again, this season we haven't been. I don't want to be negative because it should be a time of celebration, but but for me, like realistically, we weren't going to win the Champions League. Um, and it's been 21 what? years since we've... Yeah, yeah. did you not know? <laughs> we're, we're, not us, gonna I, no, no. we're not going to win. No, I don't think we are. I mean, if we are, then clip this and, and send it to the moon and back if you want. I <laughs> genuinely couldn't give a shite. I'd, I'd love to be proved wrong. But like for me, it's been 21 years since we've been in it. Like, who knows the next time we'll be in it again. Plus the, the format's changing as well, so it's... It's going to be, it's say if we've got Champions League next season, format's different, so it's not going to be the same. Um, in terms of, like, you'd be, I don't want to be disrespectful for the for the other teams because they're there on their own merit, but, like, you wait 21 years, imagine, like, getting drawn in a group with, like, Red Star Belgrade or, like, um, like Leipzig or, like, Teams that, yes, are decent European teams, but not like the the big sort of Hollywood name. So to be in a group where literally all three of your opponents are those huge European teams is absolutely mint. Like, enjoy the ride for what for what it is. We might get dicked. Like, I don't think we will. I think we'll give it a good go. I don't think we'll embarrass ourselves. Um, just enjoy the ride. Like, it'll be it, like class to see the likes of like dortmund's yellow wall and and like the people that are going to yeah. dortmund and experiencing that like the dortmund fans coming over here the milan fans coming over here like being back at the san siro like having killian mbappe who's probably one of the best young players in the world playing at st james is like just absolutely like like buzzing with it when i initially like and if you go back and watch the reaction uh like when f gets drawn i like put my hand in my head because mm-hmm. i'm just like oh no but then when you sit and sort of take like take stock of it, like just enjoy it. Like it's gonna be it's Not gonna be class. Like yeah, yeah. Like just like like I say, you would you would be a bit like underwhelmed if you got like Man City's group, for instance. Like or like like Shakhtar Donetsk again. No disrespect to these teams, because um, I know Shakhtar Donetsk fan base is a massive uh, following of Kani Chatter. So I'm sorry, Shakhtar Donetsk <laughs> fans, but like. It's it's just going to be really good in terms of will we get out of the group? Realistically, like even to keep European football, you've only got to finish above one team. Could we have it in to do that? Possibly, um, but it's mm. it's going to be difficult. There's, there'll probably be games where we do get games where we'll, we'll completely surprise opponents. But I'm just excited to, to watch Champions League football. And I, this, uh, I was think I was going to say it on the the reaction. I can't remember. But just to see like European fans like in Newcastle mm. as a city and like showing off like it just gives you that massive like overwhelming sense of pride. Cause I don't know if I've told you this, but my my thing lately is like and I did it on holiday in Tenerife. Like, that lamp and seeing if there's like and like from other clubs that have been there, like right. fans have been tourists like Went Manchester for my birthday, and obviously Manchester. I've got Man United, Man City, and there's been loads of times they've been in Europe. So there was absolutely loads over there. Did find one in Tenerife actually. It was pretty random, but um, yeah, just like 
look like little things like that, just like looking around the city and seeing like PSG rather like stickers on like the lampposts and stuff, like just good, really. We'll, I mean, ha- we'll that, have to get some uh, Gallagher my... shot stickers to Harry for when he goes I, to Milan. Um, Chris had some. Chris had some that he brought down to Trafalgar Square, but he never brought them out. So we could have just stuck loads of. But like, just uh, I'm just really excited to to see what the champ. Even if we go out at the group stage, like just enjoy it for what it is, because who knows how long it'll take to to get back in it again. Were you were you using those stickers to keep yourselves divided in your um in your penthouse that you and Chris shared? At, uh, um, <laughs> no, I was a pen- and let him have the bed, and I slept on the sofa. Oh, it's it's oh, nice. it's funny with this group, isn't it? Because um, obviously, you know, like you said, Ian, there's, there's a chance that we could be served pretty badly against these teams, mm-hmm. but they've also got to play each other, mm. and they're going to take points off each other. And I know, obviously, every group that's going to happen, but you know, there's no guarantee winners like out with the two teams that play each other. I think for any of the four teams, there's no guaranteed winner. I think you think yeah. you think maybe PSG might be a step too far, but I reckon we could give a game to AC Milan and definitely give a game to Dortmund. And if we do, you know, take it to PSG, maybe we can catch them off guard as well. You know, it could be that our home form in this cup could be what gets us through to, you know, the next round, or at least gets us into third and not bottom on zero points, zero wins, mm-hmm. zero draws. Um, yeah. And I don't think that's going to happen, to be honest. It, you know, I don't think we're going to end this with with not at least two wins, if I'm being honest with you. I think we're going to get wow. two home wins and potentially nick an away win as well. Um, I think we're certainly capable of upsetting a couple of these boys at, at our place. Like, absolutely. Yeah. I totally agree with you. Yeah, I think, you know, it, it's it's unknown territory for, for them. Obviously, it is for us as well. So, you know, you've seen how we play against some of the big sides. We give them good games. Obviously, you know, maybe he's, you know, you look at maybe Man City as the only exception. But even then, we've, we've we've held our own against those teams, and it's only been like moments of a lack of concentration where you think, okay, if we hadn't have done that, we would have nicked a point. Like against the city, the city game this season, you know, had had they not scored, obviously, had they not scored, we would have got a point. But you know, like had had that not have happened, and you look at Liverpool, you know, obviously the. The compatulation that happened there in the second half, you know, had we kept our heads, you're winning that game. Had you put away your chances, you're winning that game. I know, and I know it's all ifs and buts, but if we can take that against Man City and Liverpool, who were arguably probably better sides than I would say AC Milan and Dortmund, at least, and, and probably up there with PSG, probably even, you know, you'd say City are probably better than PSG. Well, they kind of proved it in the the the, yeah. the final last year, didn't they? Um, you know. We've got nothing to be afraid of other than ourselves. And, and, and really, I think it's it would be either tiredness from some of the big players and, you know, we we, we kind of think Tonali's not going to be there for the Milan away game coming up, uh, but we don't know yet. We'll find out tomorrow or on Friday. Um, so we'll see what goes on there. But, uh, yeah, I think I've just got this feeling that we're going to do okay in this group where we're going to prove a lot of people wrong. And it seems to be the thing we've done you know, like when Eddie Howe took over and the takeover was like, well, they're never going to avoid relegation. We avoided relegation. You know, then start of last season, well, you're not going to get top half finish and some people are like, you're never going to get Champions League. And look what we did. Like some people wrote us off for top six and, and look what we did. So I think this is just another chapter in that side of it where people are going to go, you're going to get absolutely humiliated in the Champions League. You're going to be bottom, zero points, zero wins, whatever, whatever. 
I think we're going to surprise some people and prove a lot of people wrong, and, and I hope that happens. Um, Harry, mate, I'm going to get your opinions on the three sides. Um, obviously, I, I talked about Ian about you know the, the sides that you know we could probably take a game to. I think I know what your answer is probably going to be for this, but are there any teams out of those three that you think, oh, like they could seriously damage us? Um, maybe in me, all of them. Um, <laughs> we could even damage ourselves. All we need really is Stuart Pierce to say that we're going to finish bottom of the group and we'll top it. Because um, yeah. he said we're going to win the Premier League, it went a bit of shit. But it's going to be hard anyway for the start mm-hmm. of the season. Um, but no, if um, realistically, I think, I mean, Paris Saint-Germain is such a big name, but that's because of the players that have left. I mean, yes, they've still mm-hmm. got Pat they've yeah. still got yeah, they've still got some incredible players within the team. But there's a lot of young players in that team. Um, I feel like we've got a squad that's built on kind of experience and and youth. Um, and it's a nice little mixture to have, especially when you've got Trippier. Um, he's been to the top in the Champions League. I mean, it's absolutely sensational to have a player like him. Um, at home, I think that's where we're going to stand out the most um, to have a, a, a kind of a, a good go. Um, but when we got, I mean, I call it F for Group F for the Group of Filth. Um, <laughs> but it's novelty, like we've said. It's the in, enjoying it. I just want a competitive goal where it means something. I don't want to be getting pumped 4-0 and then to score consolation. Don't get us wrong. I'll celebrate it like a madman, but I want a competitive goal. I want a chance in a game. And I'm loving your optimism, Scott. Um, I don't have it. Um, that's just the way I am as a Newcastle fan, unfortunately. Um, and I know it annoys a few. Um, but I feel like me and Matty are sometimes in the same boat because he's a bit of a pessimist as well. Um, we could give it a, if we could give it a, all of them. I think honestly, I think we could if we if we play well, um, we have a good plan, and we really could give it all of them. But once it starts to develop a bit more and we're getting more games in, and we're playing like week in week out, and sometimes like twice week twice a week, that's when I think we'll struggle to kind of stay on the high mm-hmm. foot like we like to play. Um, we'll try and see what game they bring to us first before we start to attack them. Because um, the depth, I mean, with Tenali injured, I know at the minute the midfield is a question mark, definitely. Um, the three players that seem to be playing very similar roles. Um, I know against Man City, I'm sure we've talked about it before, but we're playing the same role and that's we're getting done by the long ball over the top every time. There's no one sitting around at the back. But I think Tenali will be a miss. Um, Trippier. Absolutely massive, and it's going to be a transfer. I think you got to think yes to professionals, but like Jacob Murphy, Alan Wilson, yeah. and Burn, ourselves will probably get a see in. Fabian Shaw, you've got Nick Pope. There's so many players that are going to see it as an opportunity as well, not just for the experience, but they're going to want to make it on the big stage. They'll have thought about it all the career, really. And um, like, imagine one day, and then now they're here, it's, it's up to them to just be on the pitch. and I don't have any doubt that they will, to be honest. Mm. Um, but it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. But most importantly, everyone really enjoy it, enjoy it. And if we, if if we get third in getting the Europa League, I'm happy as Larry, because I think we or Harry, um, mm. because I think if we get in the Europa League, that's when we're going to start playing teams who are probably below our level and also on our level. And we could even go far on that. I, I I don't doubt the team for that for a second. That if we get in that group, sorry, into that um, into that Europa League, then 
Juve can push a little bit further than that, and you never know. We'll win it back in the Champions League next year, even if we'll finish 10th this year. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's obviously the other the other part of this. There is, you know, and I'm not saying that we're, we're admitting defeat and we're like, oh, well, we're going to win, you know, the, the UEFA Cup, as Arsenal call it, the Europa League, um, you know, because we don't have a chance. Like, I, I think we've all just kind of said we have got a chance, no matter how small it is, there's always a chance of, of doing something here. But, uh, yeah, we'll see how the group unfolds. And, and like I say, it's going to be interesting how the, the teams perform against each other. You know, like when you you get like Milan playing Dortmund, or you got you know PSG playing Milan, whatever. You know they're they're going to be as unpredictable as anything, and and you could find that the teams that you're expecting to pick up all the points will maybe drop a point or three um in one of those games, and and that helps us. And we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Um, we'll move on to uh, the travel side of this now, and to our second topic. Um, obviously, you know, it's only been two weeks since the draw. Um, or maybe it's three weeks now. I, I, I still don't know. Two weeks, I'll say. Um, <laughs> Two weeks. So there was always going to be that case of, especially for the first game, well, travel might be a bit of a problem getting to Milan or Madrid, wherever you want to go, um, because of the short time frame. And, and, it is, and it is quite a short time frame anyway. But I think what hasn't helped is how long it's took the club to get the tickets out. I mean, what's mm-hmm. it? It's Thursday today. So it's Thursday the 14th, right? So there's, what, four days until the Milan game? I've seen Pretty people much. on Twitter today getting phone calls from the box office going, you've got a ticket. Like, that's mm-hmm. not on. Like, yeah. one, how are you going to get... You've got to go and collect that ticket from the box office because there's no way the post's going to get that to you before you've got to leave. And two, like, we were looking last week when I think the tickets first went on sale, or maybe even before then, and the flights were ridiculous. The hotels were even worse. Um, what doesn't help is that it's Milan Fashion Week. So all the hotels would have been at a premium anyway this week. It That hasn't made it any better because there's not just this game going on. There's going to be people flying in from all over the world uh, to just be there for that Fashion Week because that is obviously a big one. Harry, we're going to come to you first, mate, because obviously you have extreme first-hand experience of this. Um, when it comes to this Milan game, what has been your experience with terms of getting travel and getting accommodation sorted? Um, I mean, originally, uh, I'll kind of get on to it at the end, but originally it was extremely tough. Um, not only I needed the time off work with such, I mean, like you said, people are getting tickets now. I mean, it's so hard to be able to get this sorted, like just starting from getting time off work. Um, that's tough. But then... I was looking kind of like the cheapest way to get there and you can get like the cheapest way to get there. I think that wasn't absolutely ridiculous. You're looking at like for a whole round trip, excluding accommodation, like 700 quid. Mm-hmm. And it's absolutely extortionate. And mm-hmm. before it was released, obviously it's my stupid fault for getting it all sorted today. Um, but that's when I had to get it done. And that's when a lot of people are going to have to get it done, unfortunately. Um, but when I first started looking, early on it was like all right okay like 300 and then it was going up and up and up because obviously it just started to sell out um it's greed it is greed from airlines um of course it is i know they'll make the money um because we're football daft and we'll, we'll we'll travel for it um but i what i've done and it worked out really well for me is i had friends going anyway um and one of them had to drop out so he said he'd 
change all the names and stuff, which they've charged 160 euros for to change right. the name from wow him to me, which is travesty. I mean, I'm not bothered by saying how much I've spent in total, but I think I spent 600 pounds in total, including accommodation. Mm-hmm. Um, extremely lucky. I mean, I couldn't afford it, um, but a family member helped me out and obviously pay them back. But it's just one of those you don't want to miss out on, and really, really wanted to go. So what yeah, I did, yeah. my, my flight is after the match on Saturday, I got a flight from Newcastle Airport at quarter past 11 to Dublin, uh, getting a Dublin at 20 past 12. I then get a flight from Dublin uh, at 10 to 7 in the morning to Dusseldorf, Ooh. then have an hour and a half away in Dusseldorf, and then Dusseldorf to Milan and get into Milan on Sunday at one o'clock in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. Um, so not terrific, not ideal, but to get there is, is the best thing. But I mean, hotels, I had a little look at that before my friend got in touch um, and they're ridiculous. Obviously all sold out close and you have to be spending a lot of money on transport to get to where you wanted to be. And when you're in a city, you don't really know. That's going to be hard. It's going to be tough. And mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. Obviously I'm not saying anything against um, Italy, but you don't know what taxi drivers might be like. Um, they yeah. might just pay you an extortionate price because you don't understand as where you're going, things like that. So I've, I have felt extremely lucky and extremely grateful to the people that have helped um, to be able to get there. But coming back, that's a similar pain. Wednesday, 12 o'clock from Milan to Paris, um, and then Paris to Leeds, and then into Leeds Wednesday night at half past 10 and then Oof. a train as long as there's no delays a train from leeds to uh, durham so it'll be uh it's going it's to be done. a busy one um I, i'm literally taking one change of clothes because i was not paying any sort of baggage allowance uh, yeah i don't have insurance so sorry mum and dad if i do decide to oh. um, <laughs> but yeah i just thought i just need to get it done and what happens happens um and then when i come I mean, back straight out of work you mentioned clothes. I mean, all you're going to yeah. need is my top. I'm not taking any colours. I'm not risking it. You know, I think when I read the um, when I read the fan kind of awareness thing for that Newcastle put out, I think it was like not far in at all where it was like, this is your closest hospital. I was like, yeah. I was like, <laughs> Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. It's all right. I'll, 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 I'll keep me Tash. I'll keep me Tash. Nice. I've got got slight Italian roots, so you never know. I might, I might get away. <laughs> just, just walk around doing that. You yeah, could be like on a vest. You, you could be like the um, the soldiers from um, Inglorious Bastards, where yeah, like, Bongiorno. <laughs> exactly that. But, um, I'm, I'm dressed as a low profile, um, and just get the places where it's on social media where Newcastle fans are. Stay around them. I think if power in numbers. Such, if there hadn't been such bad reputation from other clubs going to different cities and problems that have occurred, I'd have loved to have a look around to ask questions, to explore the culture mm. and the people. 
I just don't want to risk it. I want to get mm. to the match safe and I want to get home safe. I mean, it um, could be worse, Harry. You could have been going to Napoli. Yeah, Napoli. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, to be fair, that's where that's where my uh, ancestors are from, Napoli. So I might have got away there as well. I'd just be like, uh, my great, 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 great granddad was from here. So uh, I, don't know I love Maradona, me. Yeah, <laughs> I've got Argentina. And of God, don't well. think so. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, you are flying to Dusseldorf, which is you know, pretty close to Dortmund, and then you fly into Paris, you may as well have just stayed and then for yeah. the next two games, mate, and just, just, Airbnb just it. around. Oh, yeah, just yeah. Getting it. That, getting One thing I will say it. about I mean... the taxi situation, what I found helped when I, because I think I've said this before on, on this podcast, but I used to travel every week in a different city in the world, wherever. If they've got Uber, and I know people hate Uber and people have their own thoughts on Uber, but Uber is a set price. You can't get ripped off by Uber, right? Because you, you go, I'm here, I want to go there. The car gets picked, the price is set. You charge before you get in the car. Is get Ubers if you can. What happens if if they take a different route? Because does it not go up after that? Or the, the car so it can do, but if they take the piss, you report it to Uber and you get the whole thing for free. Because oh, that, that also... happened to me here in Amsterdam. I tried to get a taxi from uh, the bus station I don't know why I was at the bus. Oh, I'd been to I'd been somewhere and I had to get a taxi back. And the, the guy took a different route and was going up and down alleyways. He didn't realise I lived here. He was going up and down <laughs> these alleyways, like up and down each street. And the price doubled. And I didn't say anything to the guy. I just got out and I reported it on Uber and I just went, took a took the took a different route to what's on the map. And it was instantly refunded the full amount. Yeah. Um, I'll look at that. So I'll you, Uber are that. good at having you back with that. So yeah, I mean if anyone else is listening as well. I'm not an advocate for Uber, but for these sort of things, when you're in a country you don't know, probably one of your safest things to not get ripped mm. off. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm like going to New say... York next week and it's going to be the same, right? Like you can get in yellow cabs and I think yellow cabs are pretty safe, but getting into like a normal taxi or not, not a yellow cab, you may, you know, you've run that risk. So Uber, well, Uber in America is a bit dodgy because they're just everyday people who yeah. are doing it on the side. Here in Europe, you've got to be a registered taxi driver to do Uber. Mm-hmm. So that's where you don't, you've got less chance of getting ripped off. I think the best thing to say as well is if you're in the airport, only go to either the Uber pickup, the like life pickup, whatever it is, or go to the official taxi rank. If there's some bloke with a sign that says taxi, just don't even entertain them because they will <laughs> charge you. Because it's a fake taxi. Yeah. <laughs> it's a fake taxi. Yeah, I'd, like, I'd like to quickly say that um, I want to give a shout out to my boss as well because today is, I mean, what day is it today? I don't even know. Thursday. Thursday. All so day. I only got the day off, uh, time off work today because I went in, um, my boss came in, I went, right, I'm just going to tell you this straight up. I said, tell me to shut up straight away if you're not happy. I said, but can I work from home, which may be on a plane, on a flight to Milan? Um, and straight away he said, "Yeah." So that's unbelievable. So thank you Is very much. Fan? No leads, dirty leads. Oh, uh, he, he nah, they've got European history, so he'll know all about that. Oh, yeah, that's true. But he, he sent us a message before saying, "I just want you to enjoy it," and I'm taking my laptop oh, as well. So I said, I'd, "I said I'd get some work done for him," which also means I get paid for going to Milan. So nice. That's all nice. right. That <laughs> I must nice. admit, I've got to applaud you for going, Harry Lake, because uh, I would love to have gone, but circumstances. In Italy, for tickets are a little bit weird, so I, I can't go. But I applaud you for going to Milan at least, and I'll hopefully try and get to one of the other ones. <laughs> hopefully, I get in, and then hopefully, I don't need a wee either. With the well, yeah, <laughs> three three toilets. You'll need one of these. You'll need a bottle. 
Oh yeah, I, w- I won't be launching. No, what was the best he said? <laughs> a Pringles tube. So, no, just get the Trafalgar Square piss bag. I think oh, yeah, I got the piss bag. Get me piss bag back out again. Bring the <laughs> info bag out. And you see now he's a minute, Tim. It's a minute. It has a, isn't it cardboard at the bottom? What of a Pringles so tube? It's filing. No, it's it's like tin. It's file line. Yeah, it's like, it's like tin. All right, then imagine if it was cardboard and just get a soggy bottom. You wouldn't want that, like, oh. worse than a soggy bottom. <laughs> Not worse. Bottom. Um, Ian, mate, uh, obviously, Hello. you know, we've spoken a little bit about the Madrid journey but we have got two madrid. other countries that were madrid madrid again madrid again <laughs> milan journey it's a good thing i'm not going yeah. i will end up you're just, you're madrid, just getting ready for the knockout stages aren't you scott really because we're going getting ready for the the final even though it's at wembley um getting ready <laughs> for the final um obviously we spoke about the milan game we do have two more away games um are there any that you're, you've got your eye on that you think, do you know what, even if I can't get a ticket, I just want to go just to be there? Kind of like what we did for the final last year. Are there any are there any um, any fixtures that stand out to you on that side of it? Um, there was until I seen the price. It's, it's just like, unfortunately, and, and this is the modern world, and it's best you were saying on, on Monday, it's just capitalism. Capitalism, yeah. capitalism. One, yeah. whatever somethingism um <laughs> that like and you seen it as well, Scott when you came over for Sam Fender like Sam Fender weekend the like the, the hotels like more than like tripled and quadrupled in price yeah what normal night is and it's pricing out like again n- not to sort of be high and mighty about like I'm not a season ticket holder there's no chance that I would get a ticket to go to the game it would be nice to experience so for example when we when he was like um, last time what in Europe they I think they did quite a few I think they did Benfica they did um, Bruges and I think they did the Bordeaux that were, it was in our group mm. yeah Bordeaux yeah yeah and I think they they had tickets to the games, but the the Bruges one in particular, where there was like ten thousand fans went over or something, just to experience something similar to Trafalgar Square would be great, and just similar to Harry, like even spend maybe the day before, or the day after the game, like going around the city and 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 sort of ticking it ticking it off list, like the nice cities that that will be in. It was like Paris, Milan, um, but again, just the prices is absolutely ridiculous. So. I was looking, obviously, it's a quick turnaround for Milan. Um, obviously, Milan Fashion Week, as you say, doesn't help. But, like, looking mm. at the ones further afield, so I think PSG, I think, is the end of November. Um, and it's it's like, I was looking, because Sophie was like, oh, would you fancy going over? I was like, well, we wouldn't get tickets. She's like, well, we could still go over for, like, a day or two. I was looking, it was, like, seven 800 quid per person. Mm. And it's like, yeah. that's just for, like... Two, I think, two nights, and, and it's like what I do think doesn't help. And this is going kind of off on a little tangent, but like flights from Newcastle Airport are usually historically more expensive than from the likes of Manchester or London Airport. But I was even looking at like flights from Leeds, flights from Manchester, because obviously I live. I live down near Cliff, so it's only about two hours to drive to, to Manchester Airport. It's only mm-hmm. about an hour and a bit to Leeds. And it's still like, doesn't really bring it down that much. Um, so it, it prices a lot of fans out. Um, yeah. But again, that's just kind of the way football's going at the minute. It's, it's whoever's got to 
the highest bidder, really, isn't it? Um, yeah. But if it if I were to go to if I'm so in terms of atmosphere, if I were to pick one of those three games to go to to, to the physical game, it would be Dortmund because I'd love to experience the yellow wall. Um, in terms of maybe's to go around a city, probably Paris. Um, I'd be I'd, I'd be a little bit reluctant. I'm slightly worried about safety. I'm sure he'll be fine. Um, but like <laughs> it, it, just in terms of story, like Italian football hooligans, Italian fans don't like English fans at all, regardless if it's Juventus, AC Milan, Napoli. Um, I used to watch Danny Dias football factories, and there was there was a whole <laughs> rivalry between Italian fans, and I think it came from the Hazel disaster mm. um, involving Juventus Liverpool. That's where it all stemmed from. So, I mean, tell you, I mean, this is what when I was I was about twenty years old, but um, I'd feel quite similar to Harry. I'd feel uneasy trying to get around the city, like not knowing the language, not knowing sort of the the, the customs there. So. Um, but yeah, for the, for the people that are going, enjoy yourselves. Just don't make a tit of yourselves. Don't like yeah. put in a bad. Like trying to stay safe as well. Um, but yeah, I'm very jealous of Harry going because it's like. But it's it's. Are you trying to put are... me off from going now? You know what it is. I would love to, but I haven't got the, couldn't get the time off it. But like like you say, it's it's all of these things that you've got to consider. It's like time off work, then it's like expensive travel expensive being there like it's just all these days it's so so expensive and if we continue to do maybe it's because we've we've only really sort of had to to look at like a trip to london last season or like the the away days where there's like chartered coaches put on where you pay a set price and um maybe this is this is the actual reality of it and the likes of man city and arsenal and liverpool fans they've experienced this um, year after year after year, and, and maybe we'll get used to it. I don't know, but um, for me, like the pricing, it's 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 just shite from like hotels and airlines and stuff like that. Um, I'm, I'm not still just to, to cap the cost. To be honest, yeah, like people do, people will do that as well. And, like as well with, with you staying, and, like like people having to to cut cost to, and they'll stay in like Airbnbs and hostels and stuff like that. Maybe they're not they're necessarily the safest or like best places to stay in. Like that that could add to it. So, I'm but I'm sure bank just to avoid obviously like pickpockets as well. That's have you ever over have you ever seen Euro Trip? Yeah, is that where it's yes. like pickpocket? Um, I don't know, but basically he has a bum out of his But some, <laughs> uh, some I, I think it's he ends up in Amsterdam and some ends up taking around the back of some bins and then he gets. It's funny anyways, but uh, that's what I can imagine happening to you. <laughs> the end of the story up there. <laughs> um, yeah, like I say, anyone that's going, just enjoy it. Like, uh, I'm yeah. very jealous. Just be safe. And, uh, yeah, and be safe is, is the main thing. I think yeah. for, for me, obviously, all the games are away games for me, even the home games, because getting from Amsterdam to Newcastle, depending on how soon they release the tickets and whatever else, mm. Like, that's my big problem at the minute is I want to go, I want to try and go to at least one. But for me, even if I get to a home game through the membership ballot, if there's going to be one, when they're going to be, whatever, like, that's probably how I'll end up getting getting there. But the like I said, with Sam Fender, 
um, I had a problem where my flights got, so I had to cancel one of the flights and there was two flights and they canceled the entire thing and just, they just yeah. told me to, to rebook. And this is a week before the, the flight was supposed to happen. Yeah. And my 100 and 140 quid return flight turned into a 500, 600 quid journey for exactly the same flight, exactly the same ticket on exactly the same plane, just because I'm booking so close to the date. So I kind of think the club, you know, they know, especially for the home fixtures, right? They know when those games are. They've already sold tickets to season ticket holders through the um, the cup scheme. What's stopping them doing all Release the ballots for all the games mm-hmm. now? Yeah, and then then at least they know what they've got in terms of capacity. What's left? What's you know what has sold? What hasn't sold? And it's also doing the you know well, it's doing the international fans because there is an international membership nowadays. And international fans yeah. a favour to be like, okay, you know you're going. You've got the money set aside for whatever it is you want to be doing. Like you can book your travel now. Um, yeah. When it comes to the away games, like the actual away games, for me it depends. If I can get a home game, I'll go to a home game because I want to be at St James's Park to hear that Champions League music, see the you know the big uh, the big Champions League ball in the centre circle get ruffled up and down and, and what mm-hmm. have you. I think that would be class. Um, but from Amsterdam, it, it's it's weird, right? So Milan. I said Milan, I didn't say Madrid. So Milan, hey. I would have had to get a flight. And it was expensive. It was expensive yeah. for flights. Um, I think it was two, three hundred euros each way from Amsterdam. Uh, or if I wanted to get a, a train down to Paris and then fly from Paris, probably be like on one of the connecting flights that Harry's going on. I would like past mm-hmm. him in the night on the wherever. Um, but like to get to Paris is only 60 euros on the train return. So like it's Brilliant. not bad. And to get to Dortmund is the similar price, about 70, 75 euros. But for Dortmund, I was looking at one of the um, you know, like the football travel agencies that they do. Oh yeah. Like say say if say if you wanted to go to the uh San Siro for the um the Milan Derby, you yeah. could go to a company in the UK and you can pay them X amount of money, you'll get a ticket to the game, you'll get your accommodation, and you sometimes they include travel as well. And it, it, they're not that badly priced, right? So for Dortmund, I was looking, and it was a ticket to the match in the home end, in the in the yellow wall. <laughs> it's, it, it was like, I don't know if I could be in the yellow wall for a Newcastle game. Like, although I am wearing a yellow T-shirt at the moment. Got, <laughs> um, and a ticket. So a ticket to the game and accommodation. And you had three choices of accommodation. There were a three-star in the centre, a four-star in the centre, or a four-star 10-minute walk to the ground. Wow. The most you'd be paying is 550 euro. Ooh, with the accommodation and the ticket to the match. And I'm thinking, that's compared not what, bad, you know. Yeah. Compared to what it, some it, people are paying. Well, compared to what some people are paying, yeah. And and then again, it's like, what, 70 quid for a train ticket? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, like, you're looking at about 600 for the whole thing. But again, like, I would have booked that, yeah. Like, I would have booked that the moment I seen it and I would have just went and did it. But. Yeah. I kind of want to see if I can get a home ticket first. And wait, I would rather spend me money going back to Newcastle because then I don't have to get a hotel because I can just sleep oh, at yeah. my mum's. You know, I know the area. Obviously, I'm a bit safe. Well, I think you're safer in Newcastle. Who the hell knows? <laughs> but um, you know, it's it's just a it's it. I just want to be at St James's Park as opposed to these away games. And I know, you know, the away games is, is all part and parcel of it. But um. You know, I, th- I think that would be a better option. Um, I couldn't they don't do tickets to Paris, but I could have got Milan. Um, mm-hmm. Milan was this, uh, I think it was a little bit cheaper, it was about 320 
for accommodation and a ticket. Um, but I fly to New York two days after the Milan game, so there's not a chance yeah. I'll be able to get to Milan and then get get back for that. Mm. Um, yeah, Stacey would have killed us had I done that. Um, <laughs> Darren, obviously, you know, you being Mr. Train, uh, as I like to call you, um, <laughs> you'll know all the all the all the, the the cheap routes and everything from the train side of things. But when it comes to somewhere like Paris, mm-hmm. is somebody better off getting that Eurostar, or are they better off flying? Um, in terms of cost wise, I can only speak on a personal level for myself. So I know that I am in the very fortunate position where my train travel is discounted quite heavily. Um, so That's in terms a of games, card, isn't it? Well, hey, mm-hmm. hey, we just jokes here. Um, so out of all the games, Paris was the one I have got my eye on about going. Maybe trying to get to if if I can get a ticket. I'm not interested in going if mm. I haven't got a ticket for the game because. To be honest, I don't want to be in a foreign city where I'm going to have to try searching around for either another group of fans that are there or just find an odd little boss in some back street somewhere that might be showing the game. I want to be going if I've got a ticket to go to the stadium to go to the game. Now, by the by, Mm. whether or not that happens, I don't know. It all depends. Um, But back to to, to travelling, in terms of ease, I think in terms of ease, then yes, Take the train to London, cross the road from King's Cross to St Pancras, and just hire yourself on the Eurostar and go straight to Paris. It's very simple. Yes, it may take twice, three times as long as a flight. I understand that. And if you don't want to be travelling for the best part of a day, then fair enough. But when you think about how simple it could be, you know, it's what like it is effectively just one change, and it's literally crossing the road once you get to King's Cross. Um, I've done the Eurostar once before when we went when I went to Lille for the Euros back in 2016 um a very straightforward process in terms of getting on i didn't we did that trip in a day um so we didn't have to take any baggage or anything so that was quite straightforward mm. um i've been speaking to a few people and i know um i haven't seen them for a little while now but i have been speaking to a few people i know who work for eurostar and they were like it's probably the easiest way to do it and i understand you know i don't want to go political on this because you know, train fare structures in this country are absolutely stupid compared to what you get on the continent, and that's mostly down to being state-run railways, etc. And there's no little privatisation out on the continent. So, unfortunately, us us guys here in the UK suffer for high train fares because of that. Um, but you know, again, it comes down to being able to book these things in advance. And the 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 blessing that you have with Paris is it's now two months away, and if you book the right way with your trains, you can get a reasonably priced ticket to King's Cross and yeah. back. Um. Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation. The ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation. The ultimate never done that, can't wait to do it vacation. The ultimate chilling by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the Icon of Vacations. Icon of the Seas, Arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry Bahamas. And then again, in terms of booking your Eurostar, that can be quite straightforward because their fares are run on the sim- similar sort of thing. If you book it far enough in advance, it can work out relatively easy to do. Um, and for me, that's exactly what I would like to be doing if I can get to the game. Um, I'll be straight down to London on the train, straight over the road, straight to Paris. Um, and 
the one thing I want to touch on that we haven't really mentioned so far is I think I don't know if this is just because as the owners have quite rightly said previously that we're not ready for this level of competition just yet. But you also have to hark back to previous times when we've been a regular feature in Europe. And I think the onus may be going forward in the future, certainly for some games, will be on the club to charter flights yeah. themselves. Yeah. And then you can have your supporters going over on these charter flights. It makes it so much easier. You know, mm-hmm. you don't have to expose yourself to commercial flights where you're going to get absolutely ripped to shit. You know, you're going to have your nose cut off your face just to pay for a flight unfortunately like Harry is to, to get across to Milan and he's also having to go like a halfway across the world to get there yeah. as well um, I mean, it's, it's not I mean, like PIF on multiple airlines and they couldn't make it well, happen you know exactly I <laughs> you know what I mean somebody, <laughs> I said this to somebody that you know the, the club have an official travel partner now with Saudi Airways so mm-hmm. why can that not be utilised maybe obviously it can't be done I don't think it'll be done this season because it's too soon but going forward yeah, yeah, yeah. We have we have that commercial flight partner, so maybe in the future, maybe we can do that. Um, whether or not that would mean they'd have to establish some sort of base at Newcastle Airport, I don't know. But you know, logistics wise, you would think that would happen. Does that happened with other games before, like Arsenal and Emirates. Is that is that something that's happened before? I don't know. I don't know if there is anything like that between Arsenal and Emirates. I mean, we've obviously had it in the past, and you know, it's been that long ago. And I mean, I was just a nipper at that point. Um, so I don't really know what the full details of it did, was. Did we used to have Thomas Cook as a travel partner when we were in Europe? I'm convinced. I don't know, I can't remember. I'm convinced someone, that last time like we did. Or two or something. They'll, they'll, they'll have I remember when, when I was at uni, uh, I was in Middlesbrough when um, they got to the, was it the Europa Cup you, final? Yeah. Or the Cup mm. final? And I was living on Borough Road, which is where the Gazette, Evening Gazette building was. I was literally across the road from the Evening Gazette building. And I remember the night... I can remember because I remember being in my living room and just hearing loads of noise outside. I was like, well, what the fuck's that? And I opened the window and there's just tons of Middlesbrough fans and they were all getting picked up. The club had coaches chartered and they've gotten picked up from the corner there on the coaches and off they went to wherever it was. Wherever. Don't even know where the final was. I can't remember. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, I seem to remember that. And I was, I was actually going to ask before you brought it up, Daryl, like, are you surprised yeah. the club haven't done anything? Are you surprised mm-hmm. that the club haven't, you know, even just put more guidelines on, okay, We've got a special deal for the even yeah. just the season ticket holders. Like you've got yeah. your ticket. If you want to book through us, here's your option. Yeah. If you mm-hmm. want to book it yourself, by all means. But we've getting this like, you know, we've got a thousand seats on you know yeah. three planes or whatever. Do yeah. you want to come with us? Like here's your option. Yeah. Do it. I think I think that that will certainly be something going forward. I think even like the likes of your your Man United's and Man City's and that they'll all have these official travel clubs where. You know, you can get you. And the other thing about doing it that way as well and having these charter flights is you can get in and get out without having to spend a night technically. So if you want to get in and get mm-hmm. out and, and just be there for the game, then that's your option because you can get in. Yeah. You know, you can leave on the morning, arrive, have an afternoon, see the game. And then after the game, you're straight back to the airport and you're straight back on your plane, you're back home for like four o'clock, five o'clock the next morning. And it's quite a simple way and quick way to do it. Um, And I think it's certainly something that, will be looked into and will have to be looked into really because at this rate we're gonna we're, none of us will have any money left from doing it. Yeah. yeah. Those well those that yeah, do I mean, the, they'll have nothing left. And then we've got Adidas next season selling ninety quid t shirts for yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, it's like, <laughs> not even football shirts. <laughs> just touching on like the price there, obviously the the cheaper you do it that because Daryl was touching on obviously getting the U starter to Paris and it it's a little bit more lengthy than flying, but 
for example, Harry's journey, he's got to fly to like three different airports. I've seen mm. the one that you could do it for, I'm sure it was maybe 300 quid, which is still a canny chunk of money. Like, I, I don't have 300, yeah. particularly like families, like fair enough, like young lads that, that don't have mortgages and bills and stuff to pay and have a disposable income like that. But like 300, I'm sure it was 300 quid. I'm sure it was like three stops in between. I think it may have been put in our group chat actually where it was like... 20 hour total turnaround. Yeah, and it was like flight to Liverpool, but then Liverpool you had to go to Dublin and then Dublin mm. and Newcastle. Like it's just, it's, again, it's it's just all, it's consumerism. It's a completely different conversation, but you'd like to think if if this is the, like we're still on this trajectory and we'll continuously get European football that that would do something like that. For example, like say say we got into Europa or we're dropping to Europa and you've got like random teams in like the Faroe Islands and like yeah. your send of like Slovenia and stuff like you you're not gonna get a, a flight of Lub Lub Lubla but Lubjana. Yeah. I should I should have picked I should have picked a city that I can pronounce. Minsk. You wouldn't get a you wouldn't get a flight to Minsk from Newcastle Airport. Yeah. I think again, that that's... though the, the one but the one benefit of that is though you usually find somewhere like Ryanair or EasyJet flight of those you know, uh, random arse yeah. end of the world places mm. where you're actually going to get a ticket for 40 quid yeah. return. Right. And, and you know, it, it's going to have no frills, but you're going to have it at least. But um, yeah, it's... Food for uh, thought for the club going forward, I think. Yes, absolutely. Definitely. I mean, the other thing, again, not to make a political in one but either, but they've also got to think about the carbon footprint of this. Uh, yeah. You know, everyone yeah. taking different flights, everyone doing all this sort of stuff. It's got to affect it, you know. I mean, I'm not a big believer in any of that sort of stuff, but it'll be something that the club would be able to use to their advantage if they go, look, yeah. we put this travel on. It's only one plane as opposed to being X amount, and we've saved this much. You know, we're yeah. now this carbon, yeah. whatever, whatever. It, you know, it goes in the right direction, especially based on you know some of the media that's been going around over the past uh, weekend, shall we say, with the yeah. uh, the protests that have been going on. Not saying I mean, that it counterbalances it in any way, but you know. Swings just, and roundabouts in terms of like publicity. Just to add to this as well, Scott Anwalad, who's going to do well, he should be going to Dortmund and he's going to fly over to Amsterdam and then he's renting a car where I get cramping my leg. Oh, dear me, excuse me. Oh. Um, in, in the car in Amsterdam, cramping your leg. Um, so he's going he's gonna to fly to Amsterdam and hire a car to take himself down to Dortmund from there. And I think mm -hmm. the car rental was like 26 euros a day, found a really good deal. Um, so that's working out quite reasonable for him. Um, but again, like you say, it's all about offsetting the, this carbon footprint idea. And like you say, it's easier just to come as many people together on a flight and, and have them all go over as one than it is to have people, you know, travel by plane, train, automobile, sailing boat, God knows what else. I mean, I jokingly said to somebody the other week when, it, when we found out on the draw and it was like, should we take a small boat across the channel? To save a bit of money and see if we can go across the other way to everybody else that's coming across from Paris and, and coming across from France to England, and we'll take. I think a you want to be one of those boats, Daryl. I don't well, think you just want to be handed a life jacket and cling on for your life. <laughs> but um, you might end up you know, in Rwanda. Well, um, it'll be. I half expect there'll be somebody. It'll be like the Italian job, and there'll be a little mini van, little mini bus van going across, and little England flags, SMB in the window, all hanging be, out in that. And, <laughs> It'll be I don't like want Harry uh, to get going the piazza, episode where they go over to yeah. France and they do the booze cruise and they get that, yeah. that guy hidden in the back called Gary. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I like that one. Gary, <laughs> um, we'll move on. Um, I think there's a lot to talk about here. And I think 
I honestly think this is a, a topic we could revisit because we'll know more mm-hmm. once the club releases more about different um different uh games and, and when they're coming. But we'll we'll move on to the last topic uh for this evening. Um Ian's favorite topic of as always, Scranny Chatter. And this week it's Sunday dinners. Sunday dinners do's and Sunday dinners don'ts and what's your best Sunday dinner. So Ian, as always, mate. The floor is yours. Take it away. Thank you. So I used to, and I'll have to preempt this with um, an apology. So I used to always think my mom was the best cook ever. Like a Sunday dinner used to be absolutely A Christmas dinner, like you could bottle and salad gravy and you'd be a billionaire because it was that good. Um, but as I've got older... My dad retired and he he tried his hand at cooking because uh, he had a lot more time. And then obviously I moved down and moved in with Sophie. And I've come to realise my mum is not that good a cook. But I, don't <laughs> always, I used to always, I mean, she does it, homemade pies, absolutely smashes them out of the park. But Sunday dinners, like, our heart's just not in it anymore. But there's a, I'm a little, you should, you so. You should get her to make a Sunday dinner pie. Ooh, See that goes oh down. my! In a Yorkshire pudding, oh, yeah, Yorkshire pudding base with a pie crust top. Oh my I am God. honest with you there. I think that's not a bad shout. Yeah, honest with me. Set up one of those food carts. Um, yeah. so, so I thought no, no. It's, it's one thing she does excel at is sausage meat stuffing. That's unbelievable. Um, but I was a bit of a snob with Sunday dinners, and anyone that had bisto gravy could just take themselves for a long walk. Anyone that had frozen Yorkshires, because to me, their mams clearly didn't love them. Um, <laughs> and, <laughs> probably agree. And like, it's it's just like. a complete cop. Like frozen Yorkshires and Bisto gravy shite. So anyways, um, move down here. I'm not a big veg fan anyway, but um, I like broccoli, mashed tatey, roast tatey. I can have both on there. Mashed turnip. But when I was younger... I, I didn't used to like it, so my mum used to have to mash the turnip in with the tatey, so I would eat it. But as I've grown up, turnip in Swedes one of my favourite vegetables, actually, as it goes. Um, since moving down here, Sophie tried her hand at um, Sunday dinner. She absolutely fucking smashes it. Sorry for swearing. She, um, she smashes them out of the pot. Our Yorkshire puddings, they're like, they're like massive, you know, well, not massive ones like um, Toby Carvery, but they are fairly, they are a fair size. They go quite crisp on the outside, but they're just stodgy enough in the middle because I hate I hate crispy Yorkshire puddings. They've got to have a bit of stodge. She does honey roasted carrots, which honestly are an absolute treat. And then she she started off, she, she used to put in the Bisto gravy. And I was like, I, I would deduct marks from that because Bisto gravy clearly doesn't love us. But she, she tried like using the chicken stock in with the Bisto gravy and it, it's absolutely unreal. So, um. Uh, for me, meat of choice. See, me mum's really good at doing like slow cooked steak or slow cooked beef, in a in a slow cooker. But I'm I'm quite old fashioned, boring, just chicken, extra tasty chicken from Asda's unreal, and then with a bit of sausage meat stuff and conquering. But the best Sunday dinner that I've ever had was actually about maybe it was about two weeks ago, which is why I got the idea for Scranny Chat today. It's a place in just up from T. I think it's called. I think it's Sunnyside. It's classed as it's called Sorella Sorella. Um, went there the other week, and I got a 
shoulder, I think it was a blade of shoulder beef or something it was called, had like uh, mashed tatey, roast tatey, honey roasted carrot, had green beans, which I, you know what it is? I give a go and I like them, so I like green beans now. Um, <laughs> tender stem broccoli. It had celeriac? Celeriac. Celeriac. Didn't like that. And had peas, didn't like them. Had a stuffing, Yorkshire pudding, gravy was on it. It was just, honestly, it was so, so tasty. Like the beef, literally, you didn't have to use your knife. You could just pull it and it would crumble apart and melt in your mouth. But it was just so, so tasty. So if you, it, it, to be honest, it was kind of cheap as well. So I got starter main dessert, about four drinks. So if we got starter, no, sorry. So we got main dessert and a couple of drinks. Um, 70 quid for the two so it's fairly fairly what decent price. So, do you have before Sunday lunch? Because like, you're threatening if you get a starter. Um, you have one cocktail before you have gravy and beef. Get uh, out of me face. No, well, nah. you never had, you never had was, Christmas dinner before. I people yeah. do that. <laughs> Maybe he's come back to a Christmas dinner. Christmas. Maybe for the Christmas special. For the Christmas yeah. special. Because I, I, I'm with Harry. I never used like, I was never a starter. But to be honest, I was a little bit because I had mm-hmm. been out like the f- probably the first proper night out I've had since I started drinking again. And the thing is, I only had about four double gins, and I felt absolutely sober as a judge. Um, my night's sleep was terrible because I was at my mom's and they've got a three quarter bed hanging out the bed. It was about a million degrees in the back bedroom, worst night's sleep ever. So I was quite rough the next day. So I just wanted loads of scrying. I had calamari to uh, as my starter. Um, long story short even though it's been a long story mm. and then had a um what did i have for pudding terry's chocolate orange cheesecake but that was, that was it was oh. it, it sounds really good it. now well they said it come to come that's not an cumbed? english word is it it came with um like a, a fake taxi coming back around <laughs> it's uh, <laughs> it said it came with this like orange coolie which it didn't and um, like an orange biscuit crumb, which it was just plain chocolate crumb. So it was a bit disappointing. But the Sunday dinner, honestly, it's it's absolutely unreal. You could get an extra Yorkshire if you wanted. You got, could get extra sides, but it was like it didn't look that much on the plate. But if I mean, it did a number on us, and I was struggling, mm-hmm. but still had room for dessert, obviously. Um, and yeah, a little little bit of stuff, and that was really nice. So if you ever if you live in that area, or if you ever up, I'd thoroughly recommend um, Sorella Sorella for Sunday dinner. So nice. I'm going to take my mum and dad, maybe oh. in the upcoming weeks, to Sunday dinner. Just guilt tripping them in the pain. It's either on Low Fell High Street, or there's one in I want to say like around Wrighton area because I'm sure I've been to Sorella Sorella. I mean, let's just is say it, a common. Is it up a hill? Yeah, the yeah, up a little hill. And there's a yeah, there's yeah. a there's a motorbike in or a moped or something inside yeah, yeah, a, the restaurant. Was that, oh, that the, the one? No, it's it's classed as Sunnyside. Um, it's really really nice. It's classed as Sunnyside. Yeah. Probably is right because it was up up like up Team it, Valley. So if you come off the A1, yeah, 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 yeah. it's uh, and up yeah. the up the big hill. Yeah, it's uh, mm-hmm. it's lovely, really nice. And they do like if you didn't want a Sunday dinner, they do Italians like. Pasta and uh, pizza and stuff, but the Sunday dinner—a good steak. Oh, I've not not had a steak, but um, thoroughly recommend it. Can I say something that might be a bit controversial? Um, but I'm a firm believer in if you're having roast potatoes, you do not need mashed potatoes on your Sunday dinner. Wrong. You're horrific. Wrong. Yeah, you do. Wrong. You do. You need. It's, it's a different. Texture. Your mash. Your mash is your turnip 
and carrot mix. Hmm. No, 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 because you get that and that and that. Yeah, yeah. But if, if you but see the way I say it, like if your if your roasties are made properly, they should be like mash in the middle. The middle. And I'm not talking. Agree with you. And by the way, they when I say mashed potato, I don't mean like smooth, Smash. like mm. like yeah, no, it's got to be a little bit like a little, little bit of fluff. Little bit of mashed potato, a bit of fluff, yeah, bit of crunch, bit yeah. of bit of you know cheese on top, whatever. Um, but yeah, cheese I'm a, on I'm a, top. Cheese on we'll get to cheese. We'll get to cheese. Just like a shepherd's pie. On a Sunday dinner. No. Yeah, why not? Absolutely not. Some people. I don't believe in mushrooms. Anyway, so it doesn't. It doesn't matter. This is true. Yeah, no. Cauliflower cheese. Get in the bin as well. Cauliflower cheese on a Sunday dinner is wrong. it's stealing me thunder on cauliflower cheese here, like. Well, it's not because we're saying it's it's shit, so you're fine. We're all in agreement on that. When it comes to meat. For me, see, I like pork because I love the crackling. Mm. And you've got to have good, if you make pork and you can't do crackling, don't bother. Just throw your pork out and just buy a different type of meat. Um, but I do like lamb. Sound like I a do, euphemism. Do like a bit of lamb on my Sunday dinner with mint sauce. Harry's, Harry likes okay. lamb by the thing. Yeah. Yeah, I'm um, so excited. <laughs> lamb is class. Um, can I be honest? I'm, I, I, this may seem a bit snobbish, but. I'm not a fan of chicken on a Sunday dinner. Really? Like if you have, if you go, like if you have it in the house, fair dues, right? Because it's obviously well. Yeah. yeah uh, in the I UK, I'm going to be in agreement fine, with this. If you go yeah. out and they go, what yeah. meat do you want? Yeah, you go, yeah. I'll have chicken. You may as well not you've, go out. Like you may, you've made like, you may as well just. It's been there What's for a the while, point? so it'll go dry yeah. as well. Like especially yeah. if you go to like a Toby. Yeah. And it sits under the on under the hot light mm. fridge as a hot lamp, and then you just eating like rubber, really. Well, it's like turkey. Yeah, agree with you. If, what if I you, would, you're out, you don't get chicken, you get one of the other meats. Yeah, you get what, what I would Tell say you what, what, is, yeah, um, is good, good lamb is hard to come by. You've got it. It, it, it can be good really lamb. difficult to get really nice lamb. Mint sauce makes any lamb good. Mm. Well, here's, here's another thing. I have mint sauce on Sunday dinner regardless of the meat. Yes, it goes I'm with on, you on this. goes I'm on, on this. every single yeah. Sunday dinner. Does a bit, of, so, bit of mint sauce, bit of mustard, mm-hmm. and, then a, and then obviously gravy as well. This goes yeah. back to, to me in mint like mint chop i don't like mint that isn't to either freshen your breath or brush your teeth i kind of get it like mojitos kind of get away with them um like after eights kind of get away with them aero mint i know that's exactly the same as after eight. <laughs> it's chuck but i just a mint sauce now like i couldn't get away with it. i get that it accompanies lamb and like mm. meat and veg very well but mm. Kind of put it on a Sunday dinner for me because it's mint. So for, for Yorkshire puddings, and this is a question to the room, so everyone mm-hmm. can answer if they want to, right? Are you, are you, so here's, here's the question. Are you a two on your plate or three on your plate or however many you want, individual on your plate or put them all on a big plate in the middle of the table and just have out however many you want? Um, at home. At home. At home. As many yeah. as I want. I would put on the plate in the middle of the put, table or on your on your food. On so the I'll, plate, I'd put I'd put I'd put one or two on my plate, but I put it under one? everything. No, one, one? Or, on me, one or two under me on, on my plate, but under everything. And then, under everything, yeah. And then there's still Yorkshire's in the middle, and it is sensational because you get the bottom. Like, don't get us wrong, I like a bit of a crispy Yorkshire. But... With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice. 
Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Once you have, like, your Yorkshire, that's under your marsh, it's under your meat, it's under your gravy, it's under all your juices. Get all your juices out on it. <laughs> and it's sensational. But then you go in the middle. Out. Aye, exactly that. And then you get <laughs> in the middle. Um, and it's I've, fantastic. I've, um, I've become partial to putting everything, like having all my veg and me meeting that, then the gravy goes on, then my Yorkshire's go on top because I like my crispy no, Yorkshire's. You've nah. got to fill, fill it with gravy. Yeah. And then I can dip my Yorkshire's if I want. See, nah, so I used to do a thing called, and this is me, me stepdad, introduces me, mum hates it when we do this, but we do it every time. Mm-hmm. Yorkshire puddings in the middle, you get it, you hollow the inside of the Yorkshire with your fork and you eat it. And then you make a little Yorkshire pudding pie. pie so you go yeah. in with a roasty, go before, with a bit yeah. of meat, bit of veg, dollop a bit of mint sauce mm-hmm. on the top, another bit of meat, and then you, gravy all you down have your food. Like a little yeah, gravy everywhere. See, I would, <laughs> growing up, I would literally only have meat. Sometimes I wouldn't even have meat when, like, when I was younger, younger. I'd have Yorkshire's tasty and gravy and then turnip, but I didn't know I was having turnip. So I, my mom used to just like give us four Yorkshire's. So I've always had like four. Obviously, I mean, my mom's Yorkshire's weren't like the big, big ones. Um, so I would have four Yorkshire's. Like, also, I'm throwing this to the room. When you have a Sunday dinner, would you eat just like say your roasties first, bit of carrot, or do you yeah. like get a bit of Yorkshire, bit of chicken, bit of mash bit of carrot and eat it all at once no separate absolutely separate you absolute weapon like you mix everything (laughs) up very similar to what um what scott does with his yorkshire pun pie a bit of everything in one bite and then you just continue and then you would leave but what's your what's your king's bite so your your last last what's the thing you leave to last so i would have say if I'm having chicken and I have the sausage meat stuff and I'd do what you do with the Yorkshire, I'd leave one Yorkshire and then put maybe chicken and a little bit of sausage meat in and then mop up the gravy. That would be me king's bite. Daryl, mm. what's your king's bite, mate? Um, sometimes... What do you leave to last? Because obviously you eat things individually. Yeah. yeah, sometimes it's the mashed potato and sometimes it's my Yorkshire pudding and I wipe the plate with my Yorkshire. Wow. Yeah. I have that many. I have enough Yorkshires to to separate it out, so I can have one at the beginning, one in the middle, and one at the end. But just like eating one thing at a time. Oh yeah, my king's um, bite. I always leave meat till the end. Mm. Yeah, if it's, especially if it's lamb, I'll have the the meat right at the end. Yeah, you have. I don't know what that is. You miss the best the best part by a long way. Yeah. Um. Actually, no. Harry, shut up. You're wrong. It <laughs> probably isn't the best part. Mash, if you get a good mashed potato that's like literally a whole thing of butter in it, then I'm all over it. Um, but now we're talking about controversial things. So this one's not so controversial, but it's definitely an acquired taste. If I have beef, I have to have horseradish. Yeah, I, I like horseradish. Beef. have to have horseradish. But then I also have mint sauce as well, but not mixed together. I won't let them touch. Proper yeah. horseradish, mind. None of the so over here they do horseradish, 
and it's like they've shown whatever they've put in this jar a picture of horseradish to go <laughs> you know, there you go this is horseradish pretend to be this and you're eating you're just like what's that i want my horseradish to like clear me sinuses for the yeah. next month like it has to be the strongest <laughs> one of the best things one of the best things actually with sunday roast or christmas dinner is your next morning sandwiches cold beef mm, yeah a little bit of horseradish which you use as like and then just like above your butter um, and it's absolutely sensational. But I will go back to my controversial one because I know you've yeah. had a little dabble in this. So when I went to Leeds Festival about two years ago, we decided that we're going to go for a Toby when we got back. Yeah. Um. So we all went for a Toby and I ate an absolute bombs. We got king size, asked for an extra sausage, three sausages. It was class. But I added 24 cheese and mac and cheese. Uh, what? No, yeah. mac and Get cheese on a Sunday dinner. Toby Cardry have mac and cheese on the side, and mm. I put it on, and surprisingly, actually very nice. It's no. definitely something I didn't fancy doing, but when you've been doing them bogs for a long time and doing anything, you don't care what's on your plate as long as it's warm. No. Um, you know, I had that and it was lush and I, whenever I go to Toby, I always get that now, but I don't, I don't like to let it mix. I'm not a massive, I'm not a picky eater, but I will not want that to mix with everything else. Okay. It keeps on it's sometimes it's, it's impossible little, for it to not mix. Palette cleanser. Yeah, that way, especially on my, to- especially on my Toby Carvery plates, no. it just goes, it's like an absolute bomb site. So my problem with that, Harry, is it's very hard to find good mac and cheese. Mm. Like the, the, the yeah, mac and I'm cheese, not a massive, I'm not is, a mac and cheese fan, so I don't know what a good mac and cheese is. So it's just pasta with not probably not one for the Toby Carvery. It's very hard <laughs> to find, especially and and this is no disrespect to the UK, but in the UK, unless you're going to like a specialist like barbecue mm. like place, and I'm not like talking about the chain ones. I'm talking like a independent specialist where they do everything on site, they smoke it all, and all that sort of stuff. Like you're not going to get a good mac and cheese. Um, because they they use like full size penne pasta in most of them, so yeah. you you fail there from the start. It hasn't got a crispy top. There's no breadcrumbs in it at all, and it's just slop. And I know we're getting mm-hmm. off the topic of Sunday dinner, but mm-hmm. Harry has this on his Sunday dinner. <laughs> it's very hard to find a good mac and cheese, and the only good mac and cheese I've ever had is in the USA, because mm-hmm. they they invented this. They invented it. They know they how to make numbers. it. <laughs> and yeah, you've got e numbers, and it's all out of a packet. MSG. Craft mac and cheese is actually pretty decent. I will add though, like going out for Sunday dinner is good, like because as a family, I, I, I'm kind of putting Christmas dinner and Sunday dinner into the same bracket. But I've always kind of dabbled mm. at the idea of going out for dinner, and I've always thought, nah, it's something to have at home. Sunday dinner, like if I want a Sunday dinner and I know it's going to be done properly, I'd prefer to have it at home rather than out. Like, I used to go to my grandma's yeah. every Sunday when I was younger. And she'd always do a Sunday dinner. And it was tiny, like, because she thought I didn't eat that much. She's only, like, three foot two or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but it would be class. Like, when you have a homemade Sunday dinner and everything's been made fresh and prepared ready, um, and if you get it from grandparents, then I'm pretty sure a lot of people are used to having your veg boiled at absolute pulp. Yeah. Um, but That's what my mum's is like, which is why I realise that it's not good. Like, but it's character. Yeah, but if, it, yeah, and if character it's boiled... Dose, yeah, if 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 you if you boil it to a pulp, it's easier to mash, as well. <laughs> I, I mean? I'm I'm yeah. now 31. I'm not a baby. I don't want to be eating pureed food. Like, don't get us wrong. With mashed potato, like I've I'm not the best in the world, but I make good mashed potato because I put like half a tub of butter in it, mm. and then so what I'll do, I'll mash it all together, but then like put little 
knobs of butter in, but not mash it and just fold it over. So then you get like a little buttery surprise. Milk. But, add milk to your mash. Oh, see, Choked. I don't know. I don't cream, add milk. Double cream. Literally, yeah. Apparently, Very double cheap. cream's the best. Double but cream in it. Yeah. Just when Harry, when you were on about the, the reason day, I'm the size I am, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> um, with your cold sandwiches. So what Sophie done? And she classes it as bubble and squeak, but I know it's not because I'm sure bubble and squeak has I cabbage in. You fry but it. She, but she'll literally like put the the carrots, the roasties. Like she'll chop up the stuffing, yeah. um, the mash, the whatever else vegetable broccoli that I have. She'll chop it all up and fry it so it goes yeah. like proper crisp on the outside. Yeah. She tears she tears the Yorkshire pudding and fries that as well, but mm. I prefer mine just the veg and then spice on the outside. Yeah. And then gravy all over the top of it. And it yeah. honestly is the best thing I've ever eaten. It's lovely. It is really nice that. I love I love frying the extra veg up after. It's lush. If you can only have one meat on your Sunday dinner for the rest of your Sunday dinner life. What would it be? Mine would be lamb. Just nice and simple, lamb. I think I'd be beef like. I have to say I do love pork, but pork doesn't like me. <laughs> so I have to be very careful when I have pork because sometimes it comes back and uh, <laughs> it, it's not a very pleasant experience. Um, but yeah, for me, it would be a really nice cut of beef. And with no string in it. Yeah, I'm, I'm going yeah. I'm going beef as well. In fact, you know what it is? I'm going that sorella, sorella, shoulder blade of beef mm. or whatever it was called. That was um, like the best meat I've ever had in my mouth. <laughs> um, I'm, well, you know me, I said lamb before. Like it's good. The only yeah. problem with lamb is you'll buy a massive piece of it and you'll put it in wherever and it just shrinks to Drinks. nothing. Because yeah. it, it just, it just, it just disappears it just dissolves yeah. into nothing but yeah no i i like a lamb um with the pink the pink in your lamb. pink yeah a, a, a shank a shank of lamb that just falls off the bone is just oh, the best thing ever i mean i would not you don't mean have that on a sunday dinner but i would like bang <laughs> yeah. wow oh god i hate this you know i love coming on i love coming on here like <laughs> Talk. You want lamb now, don't you? A, as soon as we get a scranny chatter, I just get pissed off. To be honest with you, I just think I'm going to go out here now, <laughs> go find a pot noodle or something. <laughs> Shall I tell you what I do like? And it's it's a little bit of a cheat because it's microwaved. Is root mash? So mm. you, I'd put for the like for the last I don't know maybe three, four, five months. Genuinely cannot find root because we have an Aldi in the Tesco up here. We're yeah. down here. Um, cannot find root mash. It's basic Scots looking puzzled. It's basically carrot, sweet, and parsnip. Parsnip. But it's like, you know, like microwavable mashed potato. Oh, it's so like, like pre made. Yeah, yeah. So it's yeah, all yeah. pre made. Okay. Okay. Um, but it's just so creamy and like just, just really, really nice, like really sweet. Um, mm. That's really nice to have. But like I say, at the minute, kind of find it for love and money. So just to wrap this up, I'm going to go through some vegetables right. that you would or wouldn't have on the Sunday dinner. And all I want is a yes or no answer on whether you would have them or not. We'll go around the room. We'll do Ian. We'll do Daryl. Then we'll do Harry. So I'm going to start with parsnips. No. No. Yeah. Yes, for me as well. Uh, Brussels sprouts. No. He's Sorry, the gun. I've done it again. Can we see draw all again? Now they're a Christmas vegetable for me. Yeah. Yeah. Check there. 
So this one isn't a vegetable, but pigs and blankets. Ooh, on a on, on a normal on Sunday. A Sunday dinner. roast, yeah. I wouldn't say no. I, I so I wouldn't say no because I really like it, but I feel again they're a Christmas a Christmas bit of a festive thing. It, it's something that yeah. sure Brussels sprouts, but it's kind of a similar. I wouldn't say no. I wouldn't mm. like deny it the would... option of having it on my plate, but yeah, it would depend on the meat for me. I think if it was a bird, then I'd have it with a bird. I'd have it with chicken or turkey, but nothing else. Yeah, fair. Not very particular about his birds. Yeah. Um, last one, beetroot. Hold on, what, what about you? Beetroot? Oh, I, would I, you I would, yeah, well, I, I wouldn't have pigs and blankets in, the, the, in the, the traditional Christmas small chocolate of sausage. I'd have a full sausage wrapped in bacon. Very good, king size pig. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, pig and a. We'd all like that a few extra inches, inches wouldn't we? <laughs> <laughs> what um, was the yeah, last so one? Beetroot. beetroot. Right. No. no and I'm gonna. Pickled. I'm gonna tell you why, and I know you were just asking for one word, but so my mum, she had a recipe, I think, from her mum on me that beetroot chutney, and right. she was making that one day, and I was hanging out me arse. And all I could smell throughout the house was a beetroot chutney, and she was like dissolving it in vinegar or something. And all I can think of is just whiting for the full day because of that smell. <laughs> so because of that reason, no. But just quickly, just a well, side note, because um, Harry was on about horse, horse, I can't say the horse word horse. Oh, horse, like, like sound like Scott's neighbour. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, my mum with beef does this thing. Again, her mum used to do, and it's sliced onion, and you put it in vinegar, and you have that on. And apparently, it's unreal with beef, but because I'm fussy and because I'm text the, the texture phobe thing, can it have crunchy onion? So for me, I'm out. But beetroot, no. Daryl, beetroot, no, no, no. Harry, nah. Um, I think I've had it before, but like shredded, kind of like the chutney thing that Ian said. Oh, like red cabbage. Yeah, I think- yeah, I've read cabbage. Oh, it might have been that, but um, I love beetroot, but I, I've never ever heard of it being on a on a Sunday dinner. Like it's probably too pickled yeah. to be on a Sunday dinner. To be honest, so my granddad used to always have one of them big. You know, they you used to get from the chip shop pickled onions. Oh on yeah, yeah, dinner. like the like, yeah. like just um, a, a, it's pretty much a whole onion that's been pickled. It's not like the small yeah. silver skins. Like they're, they're like a brownie color because they've been in so far. I think yeah. I understand that. I, I could I could rate that that being all right in a bit of a mouthful. Mm-hmm. That. Like not the whole thing. If you did cut it up a little bit in like eighths, I've been eighth with every um, mouthful. I've been to Toby's recently where they've had like a dish where it's had the onions in, and it's been like I don't know if it's like onions in like a, a like a really thin onion gravy, gravy isn't it? Yeah. yeah, like it, not like not like an onion gravy as you would expect, but it comes as an option when you're picking your veg. And you've got this yep. dish full of onions with a gravy in, and then you go into the gravy station and add even more gravy. And I've had that on me Sunday lunch from Atobi, and that's been all right. Saying that yesterday, so main so this week we've been doing all fresh, and we've got like honey roast and like spinach mash. But the gravy mm. yesterday was red onion. But you had like, um, you had like the, the stock that you put in, you had red wine jus, which. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is was for, and then red currant jelly, and that was one of the teas. I, I watered it down a bit too much because I think it's thick. Um, but that was that was really really lovely. 
But speaking of beetroot, just reminds us, and I don't know if any of you have seen it. It's a sitcom called Still Game. Oh yeah, oh, about yeah. the ago, like yeah. the Scottish Samantha pensioners. Janus, oh, just, Still Game. Sorry, I'm Still Game. Um, <laughs> and beetroot. He he mentions beetroot on there. And it just just made us giggle. <laughs> Completely pointless, but I, I just uncanny <laughs> oh, and I. Yeah, I'd have to speak. Otherwise, I've I'll got, get I've my got one. Finally, I've got an extra one. If I may, Scott. Yeah, go on then. And I hope I'm yeah. not going to steal your thunder on this. Leaks. Yeah. No. No. Yeah. In a pie. In a pie. Yeah. But no. I, I've seen cases of offer creamed leaks, but I wouldn't have that anywhere near me Sunday. But just boiled See? leaks. Lovely boiled leaks. Potato right. and potato. Right. Could you? Yeah. Try to be. Yeah. No, not for me. But the, the one really I was going to say in this. This is if Decker, if you're listening, I'm sorry. <laughs> I think we're gonna all gonna go against you, but I can see people shaking heads already. People probably know what I'm gonna say here, but tomato ketchup on a Sunday dinner Absolutely can get ratty. in. And Absolutely I know that not. Care, can get in the fucking bin. My mom, <laughs> it. It needs My mom it. has it on mint and dumplings, but. Absolutely not. No, should yeah, be not. Something that I, I, that I hate it's mint and dumplings. Is or right? Okay, I'm. I'm not gonna pretend. I'm gonna tell us that because that's gonna. No, what Scott just said there is actually really annoyed us. I might hang up. He doesn't like mince and dumplings. Oh, <laughs> oh, my, oh my god! I, I'm actually fuming. I like, anyway, I like mince and dumplings, but there's something else that I'm not gonna get into tonight on why I don't like mince and dumplings. I was in a. I was in a Sunday like I can't how I was now. But someone had asked for mustard and they brought out American mustard. And I think that is oh, like, yeah. that's on yeah, that's on par with tomato ketchup instead of like English, really like English mustard, Coleman's mustard, yeah, yeah. Like, not like where you get it with a teaspoon, it was like a uh, also, about, none of this uh, French mustard either, by the way. That I'm getting, I like it's nice, but whole grain works, whole grain's actually, nice. on a Sunday mm. dinner, that works, but yeah. Um, well, I think we're all those... starving, so I think it's probably a good time to wrap it up, yeah. Yes, something's on the tip of my brain, but just no, you go because I, I forgot what I was going to say. Um, it means nothing to you, but I just want to say thank you to the people that have helped us to get the Milan. Mm. Um, to me, Uncle Walter, me boss, to me friend Lewis, to just the friends that have helped because it's a, it's a very, 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 very important occasion. Um, and I'm extremely excited to go. So thank you very much, everyone that's helped. Um, it means a lot. Oh, there quick, you have it. What a good time. Quickly. Yeah, we're not in. Sorry, mushy peas. What is what is your stance on mushy peas? On I don't a, like on peas a... or mushy peas at all. Like on anything. Peas. That'll do me. Um, mushy mushy peas. Specifically, mushy peas. peas. I feel like on a Sunday dinner, you've got a lot of mush there already. I feel like mm. that adds to the mush. But I was, once again, like I said about pigs and blankets, I wouldn't say no. So I said, do you want a bit of mushy peas on your Sunday dinner? Apparently, mushy peas and mint sauce is supposed to be really good. It is really good. Well, peas yeah. and mint sauce in general yeah, are quite peas, good. Peas like, and mint, I've heard. Do you want to um, them? Um, but the thing great... was... Go on. Sorry, go on, Daryl. Um, so there's a great thing you can get. Is um, it's, all, it's, it's a pre-packed product, but you can get peas with mint and chilli in, and they're absolutely superb. Mm. Mint and chilli peas, fantastic. Can it kind of deal with mint if it's not toothpaste? But going like, back to th- the uh, Mortimer and Whitehouse gone fishing, after that they show the fast show, and the one this weekend was, I love oh. peas, I love cheese, I love squeezy peas. 
If you haven't seen it, go and watch a fast show from Sunday night. It'll be on the iPlayer, BBC Two, Sunday night, nine just o'clock. Watch all o'clock. the fast shows; it's great. Yeah. So, just one one final thing because it's still on Sunday dinners on condiments. <laughs> this, so, I'm sure you've said that six times now. No, it definitely, <laughs> definitely one last is. Thing. No, it's like Colombo, isn't two, it? You know, just one last, more thing. Two last <laughs> things: broccoli. Two. Do you have normal broccoli or tender stem? I choose bothered. tender stem over normal, but broccoli is just broccoli and it's banging. Yeah. Fair. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Fair enough. Um, I'm the same. Um, also, broccoli cheese is a thing that <laughs> so that so there's not one last thing. This is the second last thing. Broccoli cheese, I'm, like I see that, but no, that you have like cheese and broccoli pasta and sauce, don't you? Like the packet sauce. Uh, yeah. But this this sauce. is the thing yeah. for me. So it goes to. And I and I've always find it weird. So the tomato sauce thing, the mint sauce thing, any condiment. For me, the gravy is the condiment, and you shouldn't yeah. add an extra liquid. That's why, mm. like gravy and beans, like I don't, yeah. I don't. So you get your daily calories in talking about food. Do I what? <laughs> you get your daily calories in talking about food. Um, mate, I literally, you know what it is. I have a bowl of Weetabix with the chocolate chips, the mini Weetabix, and then. I don't have every any lunch except the day I did. I had I had uh, two or three. <laughs> I wish I never I said it. Two <laughs> or three sausages. Yeah. Um, but I have to I have to stock up because Hello Fresh portions, right? So it, it's absolutely great. Everything comes in a bag because we've done gusto before, and everything's like all over the shop, and you've got to figure out from your pantry what goes in what, and everything's just in the one bag in Hello Fresh, and it's absolutely mint. But the portions. For two people, three people is probably my portion. It's like we had um, chicken thigh, chicken thigh curry, but a chicken the other day. I must have had about four bits of chicken. I was like, "How the fuck is this going to fill me up?" I'm like sixteen stone. I'm six for two. Like I need me bait. And Sophie's like, Sophie's like trying to give us more. She's like, I was like, well, "That's a green bean. That can piss off. That's not chicken. Yeah. That's not gonna fill. <laughs> but um, but yeah, Sunday dinners, anyways. Great, I love them. Yeah. Great. Get it finished, Scott. <laughs> yeah, right. We will wrap it up. I nearly got one hour and a half, but one more Sorry, thing over there. <laughs> Kevin, I don't, I don't um, have friends down here, so this is my only social interaction. So oh, you oh. get like two weeks of pent-up thoughts just shouted at you. <laughs> the listeners, obviously. It's like, it's, like a, it's like a toddler that's been to the Lego shop. And I wanted to get this and I saw this. And that and this and this. Sorry, I don't know why Pretty I said much, that. Yeah. Could have been anywhere. But yeah. Uh-huh. Anyway, we will wrap it up. Um, obviously, the next time we speak, we will have played our first game in the Champions League. Harry will either be dead or alive, or he'll be bouncing <laughs> up and down, or he'll be absolutely lost somewhere in the middle of Greening Madrid, balls, or, um, <laughs> or sacked because someone's nicked his work laptop. Yeah, Aye, he'll that. be somewhere, um, or he'll be. He would have found an Italian. Woman, and he would have stayed over there. No, <laughs> sorry, I've got a girlfriend. Like, I I before, like, and that actually went all. Well, right. he just ran away to Italy. Um, 
but we will speak to you after that. It'll be a couple of weeks because I'm away as well for two weeks. Uh, so uh, we will catch you on the next Canny Chatter. Obviously, before that happens, there will be so much more content coming your way on this channel. Like I said at the start of this, you've got the, and I always, I always fit, try to figure out what to say here. It's the UEFA Champions League fantasy podcast that Daniel has done. Um, all the group previews, they're coming over the next couple of days. Uh, you'll have a match reaction to the Brentford game. We've already done a match preview. Uh, Daryl, Andy and myself did that yesterday. That'll be live. Uh, as you're listening to this, you'll get that uh, on Friday. Uh, obviously, the Over Smiling Faces podcast, there'll be a match preview for AC Milan. Um, there'll probably be a reaction to AC Milan and then a lot more coming your way. Uh, if you like this sort of stuff, if you're listening to this, just scroll down and hit the five stars on whatever podcast service you are listening on. It means a lot to us. It gets us up the rankings. And uh, yeah, we really do appreciate it. And if you want to go one step further, you can find us on YouTube, Gallagher Shots. Give us a subscribe uh, and that'll let you know when all those videos go live on the channel. Uh, and if you want to go an extra step further and be extra, extra nice, we do have a membership program. It's $2.99 a month. It's $4.99 a month, depending on what you want to pay. That gets you early access to said videos as well as access to the Telegram and Discord servers. Um, Telegram group will be buzzing, hopefully, for, for Milan. It's been... It's been absolutely madness the past couple of weeks in that group and it's only getting better. Uh, and the Discord server should hopefully be picking up as well as all the multiplayer games come out and people want to group up and play um, Call of Duty and FIFA and all those sort of things. So um, good luck with that. Ian, I'm not going to let you finish, mate. I know you've, you're about to say something, but... Oh, I'll save it's it too late. It's gone. it's gone. It's gone. It's gone. Um, we will see you all in the next one. Thank you very much for listening if you've made it this far. Thank you, Ian. Thank you, Harry. Thank you, Daryl. Harry, mate, stay safe. Be good. Safe travels, Harry. Give us three rings when you get to Milan <laughs> and let us know how it went. And I tell you what, get it all recorded and we'll make a video out of it as well because I think that'll be pretty class as well. Um, meet up with Joe. Joe's over there. That's why Joe wasn't yeah, here Joe's this week, there. by the way. He's in Italy um, and he's... Uh, He's going to be in Milan. I think he's got a ticket as well to the game. Um, I think he's, he's, in in the Milan. he's in the Milan end. But uh, yeah, he'll just put on an Italian accent. He'll be fine. Um, I will. Yeah, we will see you in the next one. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Tala. Podcast Network. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.